Welcome back to the Gospel for Life. Um, this is where I would normally say something witty and funny, but since I feel He's just exhausted. exhausted today, I don't have anything left. To yeah, tank I mean, empty. you've been carrying us for an awful long time. <laughs> it's a hard job. It really is, yeah, and yeah. we thank you for putting up with us and just week after week. That's right. Just coming back. That, that's Pastor Russ Herman from Cloverdale. You're really like Rocky Balboa, just... Come back after come back hey, after come back. That is a great analogy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and you've been hearing from Russ Herman, yeah. pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, and he's uh, MC MC Herman. MC, MC, MC Herman. Because he holds the mic like a rapper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm Jonathan Van Hoogen. I'm pastor at Day Spring Reformed Church, and across from me is Ryan Hempfell at. Uh, you said it wrong too. It's Hemp. It's. Cl- Hill. Yeah. Okay. That's all right. That's, I'm used to it. It's okay. It's Ryan. <laughs> Pastor Sorry, Ryan. Sorry, Ryan. We're very, Pastor Ryan. We're very happy to have him in studio with us. Tell us what church you pastor, Ryan. Uh, Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. Yep. In Meridian. Yeah. And you can find us on the web at BoiseReformedPresbyterian.com. Awesome. Great. All right, well, we have been talking um, through Paul Tripp's book, Do You Believe? Great little uh, book um, that marries doctrine and application together. Uh, We have been talking uh, specifically about God's omnipotence. And uh, he points out in this next uh, little section that we um, are going over that the serpent had two original lies that that very much touch on um, how we view God's power in our everyday life. So what are the two original lies of the serpent? Really dealing with self-sufficiency and autonomy. Um, R.C. Sproul used to always talk about God's sovereignty and that you can't have a situation where God is sovereign and man is autonomous, Mm -hmm. that that's impossible. Um, And so God's sovereignty means by default that we cannot be wholly self-sufficient and autonomous. Mm -hmm. It's an impossible um, situation to have. So either we're autonomous and God is not sovereign or God is sovereign and we're not autonomous. Mm -hmm. And Satan comes along in the garden and, and challenges this and says, God made you in his image, but why not just be your own God? Mm -hmm. You'll be like God. Set your own parameters, make your own decisions, be your own moral authority is really what he was setting before them, that God doesn't, shouldn't have the ability to tell you what you can or cannot do. You should have your own ability to say what you can or cannot do. Mm -hmm. Um, And really, from that point on, this has been the Achilles heel of, of fallen humanity, that we do not want to submit to God's authority in our life. And especially we don't want to submit to his moral authority, that he provides the framework and the foundations from which we are ought to live. And we think we ha- should have the ability to do what we want and that we are completely autonomous from God and his um, influence in our life. Mm-hmm. Even that word uh, autonomy, just the etymology of it, auto mm-hmm. means self, uh, namas is law. Um, so we we naturally we come into the world naturally having a self law. Why? Because uh, that's the the exact way that we are fallen in Adam. That mm-hmm. we the that we naturally reject God's law. And so one of the natural out um, 
outpourings of that, as it were, um, is that when someone tells us something to do or when someone says, hey, you need to do this, mm-hmm. either, whether it's a pastor or a parent or a politician, we naturally cringe on the inside. We don't want somebody telling us what to do. Mm-hmm. So I used to coach in, in Iowa. I was a head coach there and I had an assistant coach. And there were times when I would just tell my assistant coach, hey, go ahead and do this or whatever. And his remark to me every time was, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. I mean, it's, it's fu- I'm sure it was funny, right? It was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that is that autonomy that's mm-hmm. coming through. Mm-hmm. So that came from, so, so Tripp made the point that when the serpent said to the woman, you know, you're not surely going to die if you eat the fruit. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. That's the first lie, which is mm-hmm. you'll be autonomous like God. Mm-hmm. The second lie, um, content, so the, the verse continues, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, that's the second lie, which is you can, you can be sufficient on your own. You can have mm-hmm. wisdom on your own. You don't need the wisdom of God. What, what this world and what Satan offers you is sufficient wisdom to accomplish your life. So those are the two lies that we're, we're tempted to um, believe. Um, now, question, how is autonomy and self-sufficiency the anti-gospel? Well, over and over again in the Bible, it's revealed to us that God is almighty and power and sovereign because we're not. We, we're, we're not, we were never created to be dependent. Uh, Acts 17 talks about in him we live and move and have our being. Every breath we take is a dependency upon God himself. And, and so we were never created for that self-sufficiency. You know, as believers, we understand that Christ is our sufficiency in all things. This is and and so, um, you know, the, there are limits to um, humanity made in the image of God. We are not gods. Mm-hmm. Paul writes in Ephesians two eight: For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not of yourselves. And the great hymn, "Not What My Hands Have Done," is expressing that that same theme. Um, our salvation is a, a one-sided work of a gracious, sovereign God. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't contribute to that. We can't contribute to that. We are wholly dependent upon mm-hmm. God for our salvation. And so the whole idea of self-sufficiency and autonomy undermines the very foundation of the gospel, mm-hmm. which is salvation by grace alone. Mm-hmm. And I think the older I get, the more I realize that that's exactly how I want it. Mm-hmm. That I, I don't want a part. I mean, I think in my in my youth and my arrogance, I, I wanted to be part of my salvation. I wanted to say that I did something. Mm-hmm. And the older I get, the more I know my own heart and my own mm-hmm. sinfulness. I, I realize I, I don't I don't want to have anything, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad that I don't. I'm so glad that I I'm wholly dependent upon God. We're not safe. We're not no, safe. We're not. No, and we're not all powerful. Mm-hmm. No matter how much we, and we can lose things. And the whole point of the gospel, you know, is to deny yourself. I mean, Jesus says, unless you take up your cross daily and follow me, um, whoever loses his life will save it. I mean, it's it's a call to die to yourself. And that's really the heart of, I think all sin is idolatry. 
where we place ourselves in the seat of God. Uh, we follow our desires, our law, rather than God's desires and his law. And the whole point of the gospel is to break us and to bring us to the point of, no, we are to submit to him and follow him. That's right. What happened, you know, not only, you know, here you have Adam and Eve who've fallen for the 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 uh, autonomy and self-sufficiency, but that sin has passed on to all men, and that really complicates things. I mean, they were in a state of... Um, untested holiness, you might say. I mean, there was re- they had the ability to sin and the ability not to sin there. We come into this world, um, you know, even uh, more handicapped because we don't have the ability not to sin. Yeah. Um, we, the, uh, in, this, in this sense, I mean, actually, Paul talks about this in Romans 7. He says, so I find a law um, that when I want to do right, evil is right close at hand, for I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging against the law of my mind and making me a captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. The wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? He's he's crying. He's He's recognizing that he is not sufficient. For anything, he, the, the, he, the, he has no sufficiency in himself. Mm. He needs somebody to rescue him. Mm. That's right. I, I would, and hopefully you guys agree with this. I, I would emphasize that dependency, and I'm saying that we need to be wholly dependent upon God for our salvation and everything that flows out of that salvation. Right. But dependency does not equal passivity. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. God is working in, and then we work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we work out because God is working in. Mm-hmm. We we work out dependent mm-hmm. upon God's power. We we work out dependent upon God's grace. Um, so, but sometimes people hear, well, if God is taking care of everything, then just let go and let God. You're not hearing let go and let God. Did you no. ever see that Babylonian um, Babylonian B article? Uh, the headline was like mountain climber uh, in ICU hospital bed after he decides to let go and let God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> Sorry. I, mean, that's I didn't mean to derail us Not there. what we're talking about. <laughs> right. but, but to your point, I mean, the idea of our work in sanctification the idea of, you know, we, God is all powerful and he's sovereign. He's called us to follow him and to submit to him. And the really encouraging thing is that he is the one who is at work in us to do according to his good pleasure. Mm -hmm. So that's to be a motivation not to, you know, let go and let God. But I mean, if God's working in us and he's going to accomplish his will, that's to spur us on all the more to like, yeah, okay, let's go for it. Yeah. Well, let me just read a paragraph from uh, Paul Tripp there. He says, Acknowledgement of weakness will produce in you a greater reliance on God. A greater reliance on God will produce an enhanced awareness of his help. And a greater awareness of his help will produce a lifestyle of humble gratitude. Boisterous, proud, self-congratulatory, overly self-confident Christianity is simply not what the gospel human weakness and divine power produces. It's a false gospel that deceives those who preach it and discourages those who listen, a mature Christian is confident in his weakness because his power comes from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the kind of message that we should be getting in mm-hmm. our pulpits every Sunday. That mm-hmm. um, This is why 
in, in our kind of liturgy, the, the confession of sin part is, is one of the most refreshing parts for me because we come and we confess, God, we have broken covenant with you this week. We have failed once again. Mm-hmm. And then the, the pastor, you know, gives the assurance of pardon that those who are in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Those who have faith have peace with God. Those who confess their sins are, are um, forgiven and, and cleansed of all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. And so what we hear on a regular basis is we've broken covenant, but God um, keeps his covenant with us. That's the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. that though we are powerless, he is powerful, that though we have been ungracious, he is is still filled with grace. I think I've said this story on the air before, but years ago I had an elderly, um, just godly gentleman that was um, close to his death, and I I was meeting with him in the hospital, and he was sharing that he, he... just some of his struggles of doubt and, and, and his feelings of inadequacy, and he says something to the effect of well i i just don't i don't think i'm worthy Mm. and being a good pastor i started to laugh (laughs) and i said were you ever amen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i said i don't remember it ever depending upon you being worthy but it did depend upon your savior being worthy yeah Mm -hmm. and that hasn't changed yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's really what comes out of Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 and 29. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not grow faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and to him who has no might. He increases strength. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to the gospel for life. We'll see you next time.